welcome to the Self-Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lamb and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit liveinthepresent.co.uk. Okay, hello, welcome to episode 424 of the Self-Help Podcast with me, Ed Lamb, and my good pal Sean Orford. How are you doing, Sean? I'm doing very well. Is this very hot, is it not? Yeah, it is. Um, Well, 22.9 in your hallway indoors, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Um, yeah, it is hot. Uh, I mean, I think it was the Northern Ireland broke the temperature record, but I mean, it's it's getting to 28, 29 here in the Northwest, which is hot, but it's not record-breaking hot. Like. You go to you've been to Qatar quite a bit in the last few years, and and I know in Canada it did hit forty nine degrees, fifty four in Death Valley. Like, but in, in, it, it's not unusual in Doha in midday in the middle of the summer for it to hit fifty five. The taxi drivers are all in their air conditioned cars, but they all say, you know, I hit fifty five today. So the hottest I've been out in there is fifty two with eighty percent humidity, <laughs> which was bizarre because you just walked from the airport to the car which was across the road and it's like you drench there's water dripping off your glasses you know that kind of crazy so yeah i have a a respect and like i can't quite fathom how people how humanity can like survive in that kind of uh well that's what that's one of the big issues isn't it is that if we carry on with global warming um the predictions are that in places like doha it could get to 70 which is just you can't live in that i mean it's just crazy I know, yeah, yeah. Uh, the road starts to melt at that kind of temperature doesn't it and like yeah yeah, yeah. but i mean even at the temperatures that, that we're at now where it's been going up to 30 it was over 30 in our back garden at the weekend yeah um and uh yeah things like the tarmac will start to melt all that kind of stuff and people with flat roofs that think their roofs are really waterproof if they get too hot they melt and the felt starts to lift and then the water gets in so uh-huh. that's a Good fun. Yeah, well, we're, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a good, cheery episode of the Self-Help Podcast. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, there are some good So We're talking about anger today uh, as like an emotional force for good and for, for well, for bad. Uh, we'll come on to that in a bit. Uh, Liveinthepresent.co.uk for all the show notes and links as ever, all previous episodes online, and you can get some free meditation files if you stick your email address in the box on the homepage. Um, so, yeah, apart from like, yeah, just kind of, Finding shade, like I'm kind of got this extra appreciation for trees and what they do, yeah, uh, yeah. for various different ways they help us. Um, what you yeah, doing, yeah. How's life? Uh, it's good. Life is good um, because of the uh, the temperatures. Um, we we have been out and been doing things, which has been nice to be outside. Uh, and I seem to be going browner by the moment here. Yeah. Um, the. Um, uh, the, the the issues about going out, and it, it's interesting to me, I, we had to go to Liverpool to do some bits, and I went into one of the main stores, and at least 20, 25% of people were not bothering to wear masks anymore. And that, yeah, that was right. that was on the on the Sunday. Yeah, we should have mentioned, yeah, so you, uh, yesterday as we record this on the 19th in the UK, where most yeah. of the restrictions were kind of dropped, and yeah, it's very much kind of, you know, do what you want, but you know, take care, etc. But uh, yeah, we're heading back into this this new world, this this experiment in the UK to see uh, 
to see what <laughs> happens when you let things rip, eh? And did you think the rest of the world is looking at us thinking they must be mad? Or do you think it's looking at us thinking, oh, it's okay, it's cool? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people around the world looking at the UK enviously maybe and thinking, no, we're doing the right thing. And, you know, it's just one of those extra kind of culture war things. Mm. Yeah. You kind of, you're on one side or the other, uh, which maybe we can talk about today in terms of anger. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to affect, It's all countries are going to have to take a similar-ish stand at some point and kind of, open things up one way or another uh, well they're not going to have to but they probably will to kind of keep keep the uh, keep things ticking over and keep businesses going and all that kind of stuff so uh, let's just wait and in, see in, in, in the end um, it's not popular to say it in the end there will be an amount of people that will die um, uh, not just from this virus but from others as well uh, and the issue is do we all hide away and avoid the virus, or do we go out and live our lives and accept the fact that there's going to be an amount of us that won't make it? No. Yeah, you can go out and you can take precautions. So like I say, 75% of people, a lot of people still on the school run this morning um, were still wearing face coverings. Um, I mean, the school's finished now in the next couple of days, so maybe I did, and it's just because, yeah, out of politeness, really, even though we're all outside, and we'll, we'll see where we are in September when things start opening up again at schools. But um, yeah. yeah, interesting times. But let's talk about our topic, John, because we're talking about anger today. And your, your blog post is an interesting one because it kind of starts by saying that anger isn't necessarily a negative force. So, yeah. Well, it, it, it's interesting because, I mean, last week we did anxiety. We've got anger next week. We're going to use depression. But if you think about it, anxiety is a basic fear and that is about keeping yourself safe so there's a level of anxiety which is normal and that's a good thing yeah yeah um depression is when everything stops and you go oh and you have to question everything which gives you the opportunity to reprogram and get yourself on the right track again so it's like both anxiety and depression are useful things it's when we have anxiety disorder and we have depression disorder that it becomes a problem yeah, but these are useful things. These are natural things. So anger is actually quite useful because anger tells you when something is wrong and it gives you um, the energy to do something about it. Yeah, now that could be, we could use other words like um, I've used on, the, on the, the blog, like passion, determination, assertion, drive, irritation, exasperation, vexation, indignation, displeasure. We use lots of words to describe the same thing. Um, and we don't see that as bad necessarily. Yeah. yeah. The, the issue is, um, I think I told you this story a while ago about being in, in, um, uh, in North Africa and I was meditating down by the harbour first thing in the morning and there was the waiter and, and the... Uh, cafe owner that were having a real ding dong and shouting and screaming at each other oh, yeah. and getting really really angry and I'm thinking well oh, okay enjoy your new job off you go um, and then when I come back a couple of hours later they're sat there drinking a cup of tea <laughs> so in some cultures to be angry isn't seen as negative it's seen as like you blow it off you get it out your system you sort it out okay now let's get on with it in our society in the UK where we're all 
very sensible and reasonable and we don't do this kind of negative anger stuff, people repress emotion. And then they do the fine. Now, I'm fine, F-I-N-E, effing insincere with no emotion. I'm fine, all the time, no one's trying to do things. But the face is going, oh, hi, how are you? Yeah, because yeah. We, we have that kind of emotional dishonesty in our society. Yeah, You're not allowed to share anything that is a bit kind of energetic. Yeah. I'm just trying to find, I'll see, I'll put it in the show notes. There's a, a famous little Simpsons spit about Lisa when she's kind of getting to know some Russian, the Russian district in, a, in the town of Springfield. And there's these two guys playing chess and one of them gets really angry and like tips the chessboard on the floor and uh, chucks everything away and shouting at this, the guy she's been playing and the subtitles at the bottom are, are all like, it's saying how he's, he's actually just saying, oh, you played a fantastic game. Well done. My, my congratulations on your victory. Because there is a, like with like the Russian culture, from a perspective when you can't understand them, they, they sound, they seem like quite angry and they look quite angry all the time, but they're not, probably not. It's yeah. <laughs> a different kind of But culture. is that like the Greek smashing plates? You know, is, is yeah. that a positive or a negative thing? Mm. If we chuck a few plates around. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's the issue for me about these different emotions are energies and either we can use them positively or negative. Like I say, if we feel anxiety, it means there's something wrong. Okay, what do we need need to do to feel safe? Okay, job done. Forget it. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's when it becomes a, a disordered spike that it becomes a problem that needs right. resolution either by medication or by uh, talking therapies. <clears throat> you know that kind of thing. Yeah. I, uh, so it's one of our lockdown things with the family was to watch watch all the. Uh, Marvel superhero movies, the full right. cinematic universe as it currently exists. There's like I mean, 25 films that we watched over the course of a few months or something. Um, and yeah, they're really, really good films. But yeah, you do notice that in like for certain members of the superhero team, the Avengers, like anger is a tool for like a necessary tool. I mean, the obvious one is, is um, Hulk. So he's literally... Like he needs to feel really angry so he can turn into Hulk and then he can yeah. like just smash the heck out of everything. <laughs> and at certain points is is that a positive smashing the heck out of everything? Well, you know, yeah, he's not always because he's he's very difficult character to control until later in the series, actually, when he, it's really interesting. But there's a certain part of it in in one of the movies, I can't remember, where he's lost the ability to get angry. Um the scientist who becomes Hulk. I've forgotten what is. Well, I've forgotten what the scientist's name is. Um, and he kind of he's trying really hard to be to get angry about stuff, and he just can't because he's just lost the energy. And he's kind of lost that connection with his that side of his emotions, and he's really frustrated because he can't get angry, so he can't you know turn into the Hulk and uh, smash things. <laughs> but if you think about um, using the word passion. You know, maybe it's someone's passion for the fact that all these people in whatever country haven't got any fresh water that is the drive that gets them to go and do it, yeah? Now, they could be feeling, you could translate that as they're really angry about the situation and how dare the world leave these people without water, you know, but it's that, it's that kind of passionate drive that creates the charity that does the water so everyone gets a drink, Yeah. you know? And it's that kind of positive energy. Yeah, yeah, because um, yeah, we all do different things in different ways. I mean, sorry to 
yeah, going about the superhero stuff all the time and like bring the com- the conversation down a notch. But <laughs> it, uh, it's the human parable. That's what you're telling. Yeah. So another of the characters is Captain America, um, who is very much, he's much more calm and considered in in how he handles situations and how he makes decisions, like how he comes to a kind of certain conclusion on deciding. And he's the captain of the, of the Avengers. And in a lot of it, like he's the one that people look to because he's he's a bit more rational and not, not as hot headed. Um, but he does he does frustrate certain members of the team a lot a lot of the time because he because he's not getting really angry about stuff and he's not like losing his mind about everything and like they they desperately want him to get go nuts. <laughs> um, mm. But we don't we don't all work that way, do we? No, but but it, it's like um, the the passion issue. Like say we can label the, these things anger if you just see them as energy. It's like. Um, Someone cooks you a lovely meal, and one person will go, oh, thanks, that was really lovely, thanks, that's great. Another person goes, oh, that was absolutely amazing, it was incredible, you know? And it's like, the passion level, the volume is completely different. And very often when people are like that, if you're not used to it, you recoil, because you see it as like an angry outburst. It's like, oh my God, yeah, I need to back <laughs> away from it. Yeah. <laughs> amazing, so yeah, how do we, I think we can all acknowledge the anger if channeled well properly can be like can be a force for good but it can also obviously be if you, it's a fine line isn't it and you can quickly kind of tip over into like violence and quite like mindless aggression so at yeah. what point does that does that point comfort at different points for people or how do yeah we... yeah it, it, it depends on the event and and the situation but the way i see it is either is it because very often anger is an ego issue it's, it's that egotism of the individual. So either the anger is out the front and it's used like a battering ram to get what you want, or the energy is around the back, which uses you like a power pack to move forward. So one of my favorite examples of that is Mother Teresa, who looks after the poor of Calcutta. And she does that because she's got the same ego energy as Paul Getty, creating millions and millions of dollars, yeah, it's the same energy, but hers is round the back, driving her forward to achieve something for other people. It's the same energy, but we give it a different label. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah amazing. So, I mean, you. I mean, you, you 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 get aerated. Sorry, passionate about cars and bicycles, do you? I do. Yeah. I've, do you ever get? Do you ever get angry? Um, I do. I do. Yeah, actually. So, well, I mean. When I'm out on my bike, I'm quite good at not getting angry anymore. I've been through that whole process of because, like, there's someone who dri- used to drive a lot and still does every now and again, for depending on the journey. Uh, like all of a sudden, having been on two wheels, I was kind of not used to being treated a certain kind of way by certain people in cars, uh, which came as quite as a, sh- a shock. And then part of my process of dealing with it um, was was anger. So, you know, if someone puts a nasty move on you or like threatens your life to, in the most extreme case, like with whipping by you at 30 miles an hour, with, you know, with inches to spare. Yeah, it, it would be, it would come across as anger and I'm not an angry person at all, but, um, you know, I'd be seeing where they were going and it, quite often someone will whip by you in the car, but there'll be a red light just up the road that they're desperate to get to for some reason. <laughs> so you'll have this opportunity to catch them up and either have a conversation or not, or like overtake them again or whatever. 
so yeah, there've been there've been times where I've kind of had conversations with with drivers, and because you have so little time, because the lights are about to change or that you turn in a different way, it, it always ends in in anger and like in this kind of ah well fuck, yeah up yours whatever yeah get lost yeah. <laughs> so I, I saw a, a guy on a bike by Mel Station yesterday, and someone cut in on him and was bibbing their horn at him and stuff like that, and and he was doing all the gestures and then the finger and you know, <laughs> stuff and shout. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's dead easy to do it. And I mean, you don't have to be on a bike. You can be it's easy for two car drivers to get angry with each other. And you, all you've got yeah. to communicate with is a horn and maybe some kind of gesticulation, you know, some kind of arm movement. So you don't have, yeah. have a limited set of tools and, you know, but if you go to a big pedestrianized place like in Liverpool, um, where everyone's walking and you have, people walking within centimeters of each other weirdly no one gets it's you don't get cross and you can apologize to people if you've kind of got in their way oh sorry you go first uh so yeah roads the roads are really interesting in terms of anger actually because road rage is a real thing isn't it and it's something that we But, but is that because the ego is out front as in i am driving this thing forward it's not like being pushed from the back. It's like, get out of my way, I'm here. This is my road. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah. The whole culture of driving and that kind of sense of entitlement you get when you've got this really powerful machine. Um, it's, it's interesting you say that because I've had several people talking about the scooters in um, Liverpool, or the, the electric scooters, about yeah. how they're walking down the road minding their own business when suddenly there's this nutter whipping in and out of everybody on an electric scooter, you know, and, and it's the same thing that you're talking about, cars and bikes, you know, yeah. cars yeah, yeah. and bikes, scooters and feet, you know. Indeed. So uh, it's fascinating. Um, but yeah, I mean, road rate, I've, I, I quite often on YouTube watch, you know, clips of motoring incidents and involving all sorts and like road rage is, is serious, man. Some people really lose their minds, don't they, and get out of cars and like, offer to fight each other or do fight each yeah, other. Yeah. Crackers. Yeah. Shoot each other. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, I just, are some people, what kind of spectrum is it where people have a red mist that in various walks of life can come quicker than others? Like, can you sense it in certain characters and certain people? Yeah, it, it, it's when, sometimes it's due to uh, think, things they've experienced, like post-traumatically, so that their, their tolerance levels are, are down, or their reactions are in harm. So that you get things like um, someone, I've actually seen this, where a motorbike has backfired and someone's dived under a table at a barbecue. Um, yeah. and, and they were ex-army, Afghan, you know, um, just instinctive response. Um, and if you're, if you're programmed that way, if you think about what your feed grows, what your staff dies, no one's born angry, no one's born depressed, no one's born anxious, we learn it. Yeah. So if we've learned to have a short fuse, then that's the default setting we work on. Yeah. And so anger management programs are about how can you extend the fuse? How can you make this an easier experience? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like, as, as a parent of young children who are thankfully kind of obviously grown up now and they don't test my patience quite as much. But yeah, I do have quite a, sh- a short fuse I found, which I think I get from my dad actually who can be quite impatient. He's a lovely guy. My daddy's the best, but yeah, he can be quite impatient. And I, and I, and that has been passed on to me or I've learned it in one way or another. So like, yeah, my, my kids can frustrate me a lot. Some, you know, they know, 
<laughs> so and it never bubbles over into violence, thankfully. But for a lot of people, I can see, I, you know, you see news reports about people who've harmed their children, um, and then you discuss it with friends or whatever, or you see the discussion in the news, and you'll you'll see people say, "I just don't know how you can anyone could ever do that to a child." And you, if I'm brutally honest, I I I can re, I can see how easy it is to be honest because if you if you've got that kind of red mist and the, the potential for it to switch to violence, kids are easy, man. Like because kids are so annoying, they're always trying to wind you up. They're always trying to do the wrong thing. So it's like that. It, it's obviously really serious. I'm not laughing at the, the violence itself, but harming children is if you're that way inclined is easy because they're they wind you up all the time man they're not sleeping properly you're tired all that kind of stuff so they can really push your buttons can't they yeah i i like to go back to nature when i look at things like this and and i'm always minded of uh, the lioness who sat there in the heat and she's got all these these what, what do you call baby lions are they kittens i don't know what they're um oh. cubs are okay so they're they're kind of climbing all over and they want to breastfeed and that or they're kind of playing with her tail or doing something and she's had enough and it, and they get there comes a point you can if you watch the lion there comes a point where that's it done you've crossed the line and she'll cuff them she'll give them a good smack yeah right. and they go Meow, and then they calm down yeah now that to me is a natural part of nature it's not her abusing her kids yeah yeah um Whereas we're at a point in our society where it, if a child drives you to that point and you cuff it around the ear, that's bad. That's illegal. That's, you know, we need to go and lock you up now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and whereas those things are natural, it's not natural to abuse and beat people. I'm not saying that. Um, but, but to communicate physically is not a negative thing necessarily. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, I agree. And most people would agree with that and uh, will probably say, oh, political correctness, it's all gone mad. You know, my teacher yeah. used to whack me. I used to, you know, lash a chalk yeah. at the kid who was misbehaving. It was brilliant. Yeah. And it probably yeah. was, you know, in some ways it was healthy, but you, you can see why the rules and regulations have kind of gone the way they have. Because, yes, yeah. Um, yeah, whacking kids is, isn't a good look generally, but you can understand why. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I could, there, there was a, um, a French man in Scotland a few years ago, um, and they were in a restaurant, and the daughter was was just going crazy all over the place. And he slapped her backside and put her on the back on the seat and told her to be careful, you know, shut up and you know don't annoy other people. Um, and then the police arrived and arrested him. Oof, really? Yeah. Um, which uh, to me was kind of crazy, really. Because to me, that was like the lioness saying, okay, enough's enough. Whack, sit down, shut up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. yeah I'm sure most people would agree. I mean, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors, do you? And et cetera. But it's probably the, mm. if, you, if you kind of do it in public, then maybe in some ways, yeah, you're the kind of guy that wouldn't be doing it. Well, I don't know. I don't know. What I'm yeah. About. But you, you can't be terribly nice in public and then get your kids up and beat the death out of them once mm-hmm. the door is shut. Can you? Yeah, who knows, man. It's but but it's, it's like anger is an energy. Yeah. yeah? And anger in a normal state is a really useful energy because it's the power that passions you to do things. Yeah? If, if anger becomes a disorder, 
it's gone over the top and you can't control it. So like when you talk about seeing the red mist, usually that's when someone, either because of something that's happened to them or because they're in a position where they've gone beyond the point where they can come back, where they are looking through the red mist and they're feeling like murderous. And, and I mean, even the most mild-mannered man or woman um, in a situation that you'd never, ever believe that they could ever get aggressive would hurt. Yep. And uh, and will surprise everybody because suddenly this little old lady is ripping people apart. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean we yeah. are talking, and the visions in my head are all kind of male dominated, and maybe that's just because we're two fellas chatting. But when you do think about anger, it does tend to be a male. Uh, is it a male? No, no, I, I, I don't. I don't experience that at all. I, I mean, I, I work as much with women with anger problems as I do with men. I think women are probably more able to address it than men are. I think that's real. But th there was a, a case of, um, uh, there were some lads trying to break, uh, do a jewellers on motorbikes. Do you remember that? A few months ago. And an old lady came running across the road and she was like a pensioner. And she started beating them up with her handbag and she beat them off and they all drove off in the end and gave up <laughs> on their burglar. You know. Um, and what was that? That, you know, was that her being doing a good deed? What was it? But it, she was energized, you know. And I would suggest that we could put the label anger on it. We could put other things like passion and justification and all kinds of stuff that we could use. The same energy. Yeah. You know? So, mm -hmm. all right. Acknowledging that we're all kind of capable of anger and that it's it can be a force for good um, to a certain point. Um, like, how do we? How do we? What practices and Theories can we use to, to keep it in check and not let it kind of take over our lives? I think, that, um, I think that we need to learn the currency of, of, of emotion like that. Um, and certainly doing our good old mindfulness stuff does help with that, helps us control it. Um, I mean, obviously, I mean, here we have quite a few anger management programs that people can go on. Um, and it's, it's understanding the triggers, what triggers me, you know, I remember being in a monastic situation and there was a guy called Rodney and, um, and he was um, like I was, like an acolyte. And um, uh, he just had to open his mouth. I wanted to punch him. Um, and it took me ages to make the connection that he reminded me in the way his manner and the way he spoke of somebody from my past who I was angry with that I never resolved it with. So now I've got Rodney in the present who has the full force of my anger because now I feel able to address it, whereas I couldn't in the past. Yeah, and it's nothing to do with him, just the way that, the way that he spoke, Bob, you know, um, <laughs> and there's me wanting to kill him. Yeah. Um, but, and, but I think a lot of that, a lot of anger is unresolved stuff. We, we repress it, it builds up like pressure in the boiler, then it comes out. Yeah, yeah. the longer you keep hold of it, the bigger the explosions. Yeah, yeah. And, and you see that, don't you, where someone blows. And like I say, it can be the most mild-mannered person that you'd never think of it of, and suddenly they're a raving lunatic. And, and they will, they'll kill you, you know. And it's like, okay, okay fine. Yeah. Um, all right, yeah. cool. what's your resource the week then, Sean? Well, I'd, I've done an anger self-help guide, which will be, you put that up on the site, yeah? I will. So, yeah, and, and that's got some suggested um, meditation, relaxation things in it Great. to attend to, yeah.
Cool. Uh, I found a cool little article, kind of eleven tips for how to use how to use your anger productively on wikihow.com. So I'll, I'll stick that in the show notes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Enjoy. And there's a few other. There's a couple of other articles I found as I was researching this one that you can uh, yeah have a look at as well, including one actually about looking at ten high profile high profile people um, who reveal how they've harnessed their inner rage, which is quite yeah. interesting. But that's the point, isn't it? It's like when we stop using words like anger and rage and we see it as this kind of fuel, this emotional fuel, what can we do with it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's any energy we can use to do other things, mm. yeah, if we use it in the right way. Yeah, yeah. all right, cool. Um, all right, back next week for more. I think we're talking depression next week, aren't we? So uh... Yeah, we're going to be ready to press next week. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. Hang in there. Okay. Speak with us. <laughs> all right. All right, Sean, I'll catch you later. Okay, yeah, you take care. See See you, you then. Bye. Bye.